Welcome back to Winning at Life. Hey, we are back with another episode, and today we are going to be covering culture. And the title of this podcast is going to be, What is Your your Life's Culture? And today we have back on the show, Caleb Bergamini. He made it back safe and sound from the mountains of Montana, and we are excited to just brainstorm together and, and formulate a perspective on this on this theory that you can apply in your life. And uh, Caleb is excellent in this topic, and I'm so happy to have him on and to pick his brain about some of this knowledge because the culture that he has built in with our team alone in our company has been recognized throughout our agency. And he has get, been given hold, held in high regards as far as his perspective and what he actually instills when it comes to this culture. And, you know, just getting the opportunity to pick your mind about how you've been intentional about that culture. Caleb, would you mind just kind of like elaborating on a little bit about the process that you went through building this and and how it's how, how you've seen and been able to step back and see the results altogether? No, I mean, absolutely. And also, it's great to be back, man. I appreciate you so much for taking over and, and holding the ship down on your own while I was gone in Montana. It was absolutely great time. But I listened to your episode from last week and absolutely loved it. I shared with you a lot of the takeaways that I had. And so I'm super excited for this chapter because you hit it right on the head. I mean, culture to me, that's something that's so incredibly important just because, I mean, I've been so blessed and fortunate enough in my life to be a part of many great cultures between my upbringing, between family, between careers. I mean, even relationships, just being a part of a really amazing things. And once you know what that feels like, once you know what it feels like and it tastes like to be a part of a group that has some sort of magic within them, that just changes everything. And you never want to go back to the way it was before. But you're right. Uh, culture to me and the team that we have here, that's something I've tried very hard to instill. And with the help of yourself and other people, it's just been kind of mirrored back down and echoed back down throughout our leadership. But the reason why it's so incredibly important to us as a company and as a team is really just what it can happen and what can impact Um, what impact a culture can have long-term when you set up correctly. And so what I want to kind of give a a little frame of reference to here is me, I'm a person that I I would love to say and sit here and claim that a lot of my ideas are original, but they're really not. Almost everything that I've ever done or I've attempted at has been attempted under the mentorship and the studying of other men and women who have done something in life that I want to mimic and, and model my life after. Right. And so, Like for me, when it comes to culture, I think that's something that impacts every area of your life because culture is truly a mental thing. And if your mind is present in all situations of your life, having a strong culture there impacts everything else. But a really good example I could give you is I wanted to do my best to study what do all great cultures have in in common? What historical figures, what historical nations or, or movements really made an impact in this world that lasted for generations? And then what role did culture play in it? And so kind of give you all an analogy that I think is a really good one to look at and kind of help you understand the value of this culture is think back to the ancient Roman Empire. The ancient Roman Empire, it transcended hundreds upon hundreds of years. Um, You're talking dozens of generations, millions upon millions of millions of square miles, different people groups, different cultures, different ethnicities, different languages. I mean, it was a massive, massive empire. But that being said, it was headed up by one man. It was headed up by one uh, Caesar, so to speak, of the entire country. But that being said, that one person, this was before the time of cell phone, before the time of internet, email, fax, text message, even old pay phones and telegraphs, right? 
And so in order to instill, in order to maintain an empire that large, that big across so many diverse groups, you had to have an incredibly strong culture that replicated throughout it. Right. And one of the best ways I can give an example of this is when Rome conquered a new territory, even thousands of miles away from the city of Rome itself, an emissary or, or a governor was sent out from the, the government of Rome to monitor over that territory. And now again, Aaron, think this is back before we had cell phones. So it's not like Caesar or whatever the emperor could just call in and check every day to solve problems. No, this governor was out there on his own. He had to be trusted to make decisions, but not just make decisions, know how to make the decisions, how to solve the problems, why it was so important through a tested of tried and true means, and had to be trusted to do this, not just in one country, but thousands of these emissaries all throughout the Roman Empire. And so when you think about it, the only way in which the Roman Empire could have been successful, despite minimal technology, minimal communication throughout these time periods, was they had to have a strong culture that was clear, that was ingrained, that was believed by all, but not just believed, was duplicatable and everyone played a part in it. And so for those listening, like when you think about your family, your life, relationships, culture is incredibly important. That's just one example as to why. And that's why it's something I've been so passionate about, not only learning myself, but trying to instill in every area of my life, including this business. Right. And, you know, that's, that's some, I love that, that analogy and kind of like painting that picture for us. But when it comes down to this culture that we're talking about, we're zooming in a lot, right? Absolutely, yeah. We're, we're pushing into the relationships that you have around you, what you're instilling. And ultimately, what I would put as a cinnamon, synonym to culture is your standards. And we've mm. mentioned on it and touched on it throughout, you know, a couple episodes back. But Basically, what you got to think about when you're trying to implement and instill a culture, you have to take the version of your life that you're at right now. Yeah. And then you have to imagine and envision, envision the life, the version that you want your life to become. Mm. So that's kind of how we start. And, and Caleb, kind of going off of the story that you told in a, in a couple episodes prior about turning left, right? Correct. You yeah. want to make sure that your family has, that your dad was, he was serious and intentional about what he was equipping you with. So as you come around circumstances in your life that you can rely back on that culture that he has instilled in you to make the correct decision and lead you down a path of a more prosperous future. And so that's kind of what, what, what we're going to be focusing on in this episode. And, and I just want to, to let our listeners know that it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It's this culture that we're, we're discussing is something that takes constant evaluation mm, yeah. as you go through and where, where the path, where the bigger picture is looking like. And this can, this, this broads all, all accumulate or it's a culmination of everything. That's every aspect of your life. So whether it's your parent instilling values in your kid, whether you're in a relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend looking to get to that intentional, intentional goal of maybe marriage down the road road. But if you surrender these standards, then you are tarnishing the culture that you, you've uh, that you've created, and just kind of like going more in depth on culture, uh, Caleb. It's not something that you culture is going to happen regardless, right? It's right. not something that's just going to, you know, you're going to be like, hey, this is what I want, but I'm not going to really put effort to align myself with that culture, and it's going to happen. But instead, like whether you like it or not, a culture is going to derive in your life. Right. But it's important to have your hand on it, right? Absolutely, and you hit on you hit on the head with one thing you just said there, and I'm glad you brought it up because it was something that as I was going through and kind of preparing for today's session, this thought kept coming in the back of my mind, and really 
when you look at a culture, it's a, typically it's associated with a very large group of people. In reality, culture begins with you. You talk about zooming in, it begins with you because from the moment you were born, you were brought up in a culture, whether you realize it or not. Your family, your friends, even your own mindset, how you talk, how you communicate, how you process things internally, that develops a culture. And so for me, I was very fortunate, kind of going a little bit more for the viewers that perhaps didn't hear this story on the previous episode a few, a few weeks back. But culture and something that's extremely important can be boiled down just to families. Families, every parent, um, every parent wants their kid to do well, right? They want them to make the right decisions. They want them to be good, outstanding people to make a difference in their world and better themselves and better their future. That's what every parent wants. And one of the biggest ways in which parents try to instill this is by helping telling their kids what to do and what not to do. And you would think, or at least on most people's level, they would think, well, that would be enough. If I tell my kids what to avoid or what to pursue, then they'll have a good rounded life. But you think about it. Why is it that so many parents or so many business owners or so many professional athletes that work with teams and they coach their team? Why is it that even though they tell them exactly what to do, they're still anxious when it comes to their kid turning left to go out to college or their team going to the field to play? And really what it boils down to is it's not just telling them what to do. It goes deeper than that. Just develop a strong culture to hit that end target. You have to go deeper and you you have to teach people why you do this. What is the end goal? What is the reason why we do things this way beyond just I said so? But more importantly, is not just telling them what to do, not just telling them why we do it, but also how. Because going back to that example I gave of the Roman governors, you know, Caesar could have told them what to do. Caesar could have told them why it's important. Hey, we need to make sure you stop all conflicts. Why? Because that's what preserves our empire. Well, great. But without the piece of knowing how do I solve this problem when I come across it, it's completely mute, mute or moot. And that is why, you know, concepts are everything. Telling your kids what to do, going back to that family aspect, zoom very in, as opposed to zooming it way out to a big corporation or even a country. What to do is not as important as the concepts of understanding how can I do this? Why is it important, et cetera? And I think that has to be enforced at the very highest level. Culture bleeds down. It doesn't bleed up. Now, the bottom definitely impacts the top because if the bottom is not in alignment with the top, then you're going to have some difficulties. But where most people look to develop that culture, where most people look to develop that strong mindset, that sense of unity, that sense of purpose and vision and mission, it does come from leadership, whether you're a father whether you're a mother, whether you're an older sibling, whether you're a manager, or you run the largest company or country on the planet, it all starts in the very beginning. And I think that's something that if you want to know where you're going, you have to know where to start. Right. And just to kind of like broaden that view just a little bit more, kind of go into more details, a culture isn't controlling. You're not trying yeah. to control people. It's There's free will, right? We all have free will. We can make our decisions. Correct. Yeah. But it is a guideline. Mm. It is giving the people that you're trying to instill this culture on the opportunity to evaluate the the opportunity you're given the opportunity to evaluate their options where do i go if i do this mm-hmm. what happens when i do that and the the main point of this podcast is that we are able to structure a culture but in order to structure a culture you need to know how to do that right like mm-hmm. what how do you build a culture and when you build a culture, it's enforcing the standards and creating opportunities for your culture to be implemented. Mm. You're giving them the opportunity to make the right choice, just as your dad did when you cool. te- when you turn left and, you, and you're kind of leaving the nest. It's 
giving them that chance to make the right decision. And that's where you'll see your, your culture actually uphold and become and, and become prosperous in, in your ideal intentions. So when it came to building your, your, I know you've talked about being intentional a lot, Caleb, but when yeah. it came to actually building your team and building that culture around your team, what were the things that you had in mind as you envisioned what that impact of that, of that team and the people that you're leading is going to have? Um, I know a common, a common um, kind of moral or like guideline that you use is that you wanting your dash to impact longer than your dates, yes. right? Between the, between the two dates. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's a great, great question because I mean, anyone who's ever tried to do anything in life had to have some sort of game plan if they wanted to succeed. And so for me, like it all boils back to a statement that you've heard me say several times. It's, it's something that I kind of came up with just to kind of give me some guidance, some clarity, and just to clear the picture of what I wanted. And it's that your decisions determine your direction and your direction determines your destination. Now I say that a lot of times the very first thing people hear are the decisions. They think, oh, that's where it all starts, the decisions you make. Reality, it's kind of flip-flop. Your decisions are step number two. It all starts out with that third step and that is the destination. Well, it's actually, yeah, you're completely right. When we're talking about that version you want and those decisions need to align with that version, what would that person do? Absolutely. And so like, it all starts with the destination and then you go to the decisions that make the direction that gets you to the destination. And so something that I was very adamant about very early on in my life was that, number one, like, like yourself, man, I just believe that I could do more. I believe that I could achieve more. I believe that I could accomplish more, that I could love better, that I could dream bigger. And that's not unique to me. That's something that all of us have the ability to do. But a lot of times, most of us don't ever really take the time to think about it. Right. So it's nothing special. It's nothing unique that I have. It's just something that I chose to make a decision yeah, and make an intentional decision to focus on. And so for me, this all boiled back to just a very simple question that I changed the wording on. And that is the question, hey, what do you want to do when you're older? Or what do you want to do with your life, right? We've all been asked that before, but most of us, when we're asked, we're in our young, you were like four or five, six years old, and you want to be an astronaut or a princess, or you're in middle school or, our, <laughs> or high school or college. And the truth of the matter is, you have absolutely no idea because you're still trying to figure it all out. But it's funny how when people ask you those questions, you're, you're asking them at a point in our lives where we really don't know or have the means necessary, the knowledge and experience necessary well, to make a decision. Yeah. Absolutely. But then when we turn 40s, 50s, 60s, we're now in a position where we could actually start doing these things, or, but no one, no one asks anymore. And so what I did is I wanted to go back in my adult years and ask myself the question, not what do I want to do, but who do I want to become? Who do I want to become in my life? And that transcends just beyond a happy person, someone who's fulfilled and, and laughs and brings joy. But even deeper, what I wanted to do is I painted a picture of what my dream family would look like. How did we love one another? Not, not how tall were we, what color eyes did we have, how many daughters and sons, but what would our family's culture be like? Or would we be loving? Would we be supporting? Would we be together? Did we know that we could always count on one another? Was there always, you know, laughter in the home? How did we process difficult decisions? How did we go through adversity? When we got into arguments, how did we come back together and reconcile? Right. I painted this picture in my head over and over and over and over again. And Aaron, you also know I'm a, kind of a, I'm a list guy. I like to write my thoughts out. So I even wrote a list of like adjectives that I wanted to describe my family one day that I wanted to instill upon my family and our culture. But I went even further in my work. What did I want my career to be like? What impact did I want to leave in the people that I led, the people that led me? this world, um, my health, I mean, everything. I, I drew out what I wanted. And once I had that destination, 
Well, now you start reverse engineering. Right. So not to interject or anything like that, Caleb, but let's go back to understanding strategy. How is a strategy actually defined? And, and Caleb kind of walked us through it in his own words. But a strategy is defined by having a deliberate plan, mm-hmm. having that vision of that self that you want to become. And then through emergent problems and opportunity, that's where you can implement your culture to get you there. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Wow, I'm just getting cold. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that. That's crazy. <laughs> I like it, man. Uh, well, but, what it does is it just puts into perspective that no matter who you are, just taking the time to be intentional and think about these things, you can start believing and feeling in your life because a plan or dream broken down into steps becomes a plan, and a plan backed by action becomes a reality. Right. And that kind of goes, and like as we talked about standards and suggestions, right? When you have that version of yourself and you're going through and you're, 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 um, putting your culture in a position to be implemented and followed and uphold, you gotta, you gotta constantly uphold that culture. Mm. Cause the moment that you slip and you, you make exceptions, those standards that define your culture become suggestions and suggestions aren't followed strictly. Right. Mm. It's just yeah. a guideline. I suggest you do this. And how many times do we actually do it? We don't. Yeah. We, we find out the hard <laughs> way. Right. So being consistent with your and upholding your culture is what you have to do. Mm. The moment that you make those suggest those standards become suggestions or is the moment that you ventured back into that old version of your life, cool. not towards that version that you want. And, um, so yeah, I think you're hundred percent right on that, man. You talk about, you know, once you have that vision of where you want to go, once you have that destination, it's all about how do you get there and how do you stay consistent in it? And so most people, just like we talk about when we sit down with clients, we do leadership, like most people could paint a picture of what they want their life to be like, but they have no idea how to get there. And so just like, uh, just like I said a moment ago, when you have a dream, the second thing you have to do is then break it down into a plan. And that doesn't mean you've got it mapped out 24-7. You've got it mapped out 50 years in the future. Because the truth of the matter is, I have no idea what the step is going to be seven years from now because right. there's seven years in between now and then it could change things. It's a lot of days. Yeah, a lot of emergent, emergent opportunities, right? But what I can focus on are the basic building blocks, the concepts, that no, so that no matter what, no matter what happens in the next 7, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever comes my way, whatever change in my plan or change in the path occurs, I have the foundation built to handle that change, not get diverted off my track, but simply be like a ship on the sea. I'm going towards my destination, but a wave might rock me this way, might rock me that way, but I'm still going my heading. Right. And I think part of the way, part of the ways you can do that, and it's helped me, is breaking it down into a plan, is by making a list. And so I'll just walk you through how like on my family life, my health, my, my business, my personal life, I've created this paint, I painted this picture of what I wanted to be like in detail. The second thing I went back and did though, did though, Aaron, was I created a list. And so like for my family, okay, I said, I want to be like loving, I want to be laughing, I want to make sure we have, we have communication, we, we care, we cherish one another. Okay, that's the vision. Now I broke down a list of what are the things I could do to instill that in my culture. Hey, every day, wake up and tell the people I love, I love you. Every time I see so-and-so, give them a hug. Every time I get in an argument, hey, the first thing I want to say, swallow it, think on it for a second, come back when I'm more calm, talk about it. And I did the same thing for my business, my health, my personal life, my relationships, my family, everything. And then what I did now is I have this dream broken down into simple, basic actions I could take every single day that would build the foundation of that culture so that no matter what happens in the future, I have the ability to stay on track and go towards it. And then the last thing 
is once you have a plan, once you have a, once you have that plan broken down into steps, you have to put yourself into an environment that's going to instill and enforce that. And you said it really well in the fact that standards versus suggestions. Everybody gets super, super excited. Everybody gets those goosebumps. Everybody gets that energy when they first start, right? It's motivation. But motivation gets you started. Habit in your, in your surroundings are what keep you going. And so once you have that plan, once you have that vision, it's really important to immerse yourself in places that have either an environment, that have people, that have activities, there's behavior, and, and there's, there's a culture that supports that as you build your own. Making sure you're still part of a bigger team, you're plugged into a bigger network, a bigger group of people, a bigger environment, while you build your own safely in it. And so a really way, good way which I did that was be very intentional who I hung out with. And then you're the average of the five people you spend most time with. You might as well make those people people you want to mimic in some way, shape, or form. Or, you, know, you know, some some aspect of that version of yourself, whether it's you know intentional, be intentional about you know I want to develop a better spirit spirit life or spiritual absolutely. life, absolutely, or you know, and just take a variety. They all don't have to be the same. Like what you want to model yourself out there, but take a piece of what they're good at. And then strive to be better in that aspect. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. I mean, if someone's beating me here, I want to be better there. And I think one of the best ways in which you can filter this out for those who are listening, thinking, okay, that sounds great, but how, right? How is getting really good about asking intentional questions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know Aaron, the other day, you and I talked about this kind of this, our company and meeting new people and how we form relationships. I told you that's something that I've been doing lately. It's worked really well for me. Is just ask, asking two questions. Number one, Hey, sir, man, like, what is your dream? What is your dream? Because most people never thought about it. But the people that have, you can tell automatically by the time they, when they light up, they know it, they're on top of it. That's someone who has thought about their life and they have a vision beyond just today. But then secondly, asking them, okay, who do you look up to for character traits needed to accomplish that dream? Mm. Who do you look up to? What are the past three or four autobiographies you read? Who do you study? Who has made an impact in your life and why? That will tell you volumes about who you're spending time with. And I encourage you that if your five friends, if your spouse, if your if your family are going to be people that are going to be in your life and be massive contributors or detriments to your success, take the time to really understand these things before you determine their proximity to your life. Right. And the whole idea of this episode for, for our viewers is that we are just looking to create a culture within ourselves and around ourselves that is going to uphold steadfast when experiencing adversities outside of our reach. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, outside of our reach is in externally, you know, there's relationships around you, but internally as well, when you're faced up against those oppositions that are going to challenge your culture, uphold them, overcome that voice in your head. That's telling you that it'll be okay. This, this once, because that compounds quickly Mm. and that becomes, and then you start looking back and, and how we've kind of modeled this whole podcast around looking back and realizing that you were way off from where you where you initially intended and mm. intended to go, right? So, uh, Caleb, that's all I've really had to cover in this podcast. I'm not sure if you wanted to to take some moments and and add some some other. Yeah, absolutely. And so there was just a lot of we talked when you reached out to me and said, "Hey, I want to talk about culture and how that sits a scroll and defines what you do and your impact you leave." I was so excited because, again, that's something I'm just so passionate about. When you think that what you do today with your life, I mean, you may make millions of dollars, and that's amazing. You might have a great company. You might be a star athlete, or you might be the best designer at your job, whatever you do, and that's incredible. But really, the wealth that you leave is what you leave behind. 
You know, it's not what you take, it's what you leave behind that truly makes an impact in this world. Right. And with a strong culture, you can create value beyond your wildest dreams because over the course of two, three, four generations of that culture being taught in your family, in your friends and their family, in your company, that's going to impact levels and scales that you never even imagined. I love that. And I think that's so incredibly exciting when you just think about the scale of it. It's exponential. And so when you look at it, why in the world would you not be intentional? If you want fulfillment, if you want to have a life of value and a life that has a purpose, what greater purpose could you have than knowing that what you did today is going to be the ripple that one day spreads across the entire pond and impacts this world? And that may sound crazy, Aaron. It may sound ridiculous, but at the same time, it takes that level of, quote, crazy, that level of, quote, ridiculous to actually change the world. And I've told you this a thousand times over, like in our team trainings, we're at conferences, I've spoken at conventions, and I've mentioned this, right? Think back to Apple, Steve Jobs. If you ever watched the movie Steve the Jobs or anything like that, you know the story of Apple. It was four guys in a garage. And one day, Steve said, hey, we're going to change the entire face of the technology industry. There's going to be one day where no business on earth doesn't use our products. It's going to be in the hand of every consumer. It's going to change the entire way that the world works. Four guys broke as a joke, sitting in a garage. And you know what? It might have sounded fun. It might have sounded cool, a little rah-rah, got the goosebumps, got the motivation for the moment. But do you really think that every person in that garage believed it 24-7? No. No, of course <laughs> not. No, of course not. I mean, they were, they were working on it, but at some point they were like, ah, that's just Steve. He's just talking. He's going to change the world. Like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we think. But, I mean, really, no. No, of course, most people didn't believe in that. But one person did. Steve Jobs did. And that's all that it took. That's all that it took. And so when you think about that, if you want to have that fulfillment, knowing that what you do today can plant the seed that will one day grow into a tree, a tree that you may never see, but hundreds upon hundreds will sit and enjoy its shade. That is beautiful. Right. And so you said it perfectly. This is my kind of closing thoughts on this is that culture has to be consistent. You have to know what you want you have to know it. Secondly, you have to know how to achieve it well in the plan. And number three, you have to be consistent in it because it is only built through repetition. And believe me, I think you said it earlier, culture is being built whether you want it to or not. Right. Culture is always being built in your family, in your personal life, in your relationships, in your business, in your career. Culture is there. Now, you have the choice to determine what culture is being created. It can be either a consciously built culture an intentionally built culture, or it could be an inadvertently built culture. One or the other, but a culture is being built. So your intention is everything because without it, nothing gets done. But then lastly, I think this is the most important piece when it comes to culture is the fact that no matter where you are in your life, if you're in, if you're married, if you're dating someone, it's going to get tough. Things are going to get hard. If you're single and you have these goals for what your future relationship is going to be like, it's going to be difficult. If you're in a job or career, no matter where you are in life, it's going to be difficult at times, and there are going to be hundreds upon hundreds of times in which you want to step away from that culture, where you want to ease off those requirements. You want to step back from those standards because they're tough and they take a lot from you. But those are the most important moments, and that is when your standards matter the most because in those moments, that's when the people looking up to you. That's when the people leading or following you. That's when the people in your family, your relationships that's what they're going to see because they know it's tough. They experience it as well. Steve Jobs' team, they knew it, and he, Steve felt stressed as well. But if he cracked, if he fell, if he one day for one moment stopped holding those standards, that then set a new standard 
for the team. Because it's funny is this, your standard, Aaron, is your standard until it becomes a suggestion. And then that suggestion now becomes your new standard. All right. Right. And, you know, just kind of going off of what you mentioned earlier about the the wealth that you're actually creating when you deploy a culture and uphold it is true generational wealth. Mm. It's going to ripple through your bloodline from generation to generation and, and instill values that are giving them a leg up in life as they venture into society. And as we all know, society is ever changing as far as what those standards are being upheld at those certain points. Absolutely. But all in all, like I've had in, you know, immense, you know, amount of gratitude for you to come in here and uh, to sit down and get to pick your brain and share your thoughts. And I hope our viewers definitely got some sort of perspective, you know, derived perspective out of this. And you know, continuing to help people is is ultimately what we're what we're trying to do here. Um, but with that being said, thank you all for staying on and listening to this all the way to the end. And uh, I appreciate any feedback that we can implement into this podcast to make it better a more more uh, enticing experience or making the material a little more digestible overall but absolutely Aaron, appreciate it so much man it's always good having with you and guys we can't wait to see you next week